0: Welcome to Breaking the Couch, a weekly conversation demystifying what happens in and
1: behind the therapy scene to support your healing journey. We're your hosts. I'm Dr. Doughton, a licensed clinical professional counselor, a certified school psychologist, and a trauma specialist with Playfully Psyched.
0: And I'm Dr. Joe Harchi with Soft Heart Psychology, a licensed clinical psychologist.
1: We're here aiming to provide you with mental health tools to address the cycle of generational trauma across the age span, from infancy and childhood to adulthood.
0: For more information, visit our Instagram page of Breaking the Couch or our website, breakingthecouch.com. While we hope you love listening to and learning from our podcast, it's not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional.
1: And we're back. Today, we'll be talking a little bit about EMDR, also known as eye movement desensitization reprocessing. Uh, In short, very, very briefly, EMDR is a evidence-based therapeutic intervention that is really targeted towards people who have traumatic memories or experienced trauma events. Could also be used for things like anxieties, phobias, and a few other things, but we use it a lot for in the trauma world, so specifically post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. We will try to remember to say out all of the words of these acronyms before and or after we say the actual acronym. So in talking about EMDR, one of the things that comes up very often is people who have maybe tried EMDR in the past and had either an adverse experience and an adverse reaction or ab reaction as they will sometimes call it in EMDR, or people who felt like it just was completely ineffective and unhelpful Mm -hmm. and they want to maybe try it again, right? Like, was it just not a good fit for them? Was the therapist not a good fit for them? What was it and maybe they're gonna try again? So we kind of thought Dr. Joharchi came up with this wonderful idea that we can kind of talk a little bit about. What are some of the things that people can do, or therapists can do, and kind of looking at reintroducing someone to EMDR who maybe didn't have the mm-hmm. best experience with it for the first time? Does that sound about right, Dr.
0: Joharchi? Yeah, that was perfect. Really great summary of what EMDR is in a nutshell. A lot of people have been coming to you and I for for EMDR lately. It is kind of uh, so well recognized that it's in the media, it's in World Health Organization as one of the primary ways to go about resolving some trauma, reducing mm-hmm. some charge and some intensity around trauma. So both Dr. Dotson and I do use EMDR therapy in our work, um, and mm-hmm. people will say exactly what you said. You know, people will say, I'm interested to talk to you about this, but it hasn't worked before or i have tried it and this is what kind of went awry um and one of the things that people can look into uh is kind of going to their foundation and you and i have talked about this before <laughs> <laughs> um kind of like making sure that they're what we call an emdr resourced and so what that can kind of look like is for some people it might be expressive arts like making sure that their music or their um their arts are on board it might mean that they're breathing their deep breathing is on board and when I say on board I just mean basically like that they feel like they do this frequently enough and can access it so if they're feeling super unraveled after a session or even during session, they could go and kind of do take some deep breaths and feel um, able to access some of what we're doing in EMDR therapy. Um, You know, so there's a number of different things that we do in EMDR. Mm -hmm. Uh, that helps someone go to a calm, safe space or Mm -hmm. kind of de-escalate or relax, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are also things that people can do in between their sessions. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's just one of the things. Um, I think another thing is like, you and I have also talked about this, but like EMDR may be hitting parts of a person, but not all of them being on board with Mm -hmm like reducing the trauma. So for example, if like um, they were feeling like the trauma was less stressful for them, but there was like something still kind of bothering them, what we call Mm -hmm. like a block of belief or maybe an inner child part still feeling like not totally heard or there's still a a block there. that can also be a reason why EMDR didn't feel like it totally helped them unstick
1: from from the trauma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think those are really great examples and strategies that they can use. I also just like to um, talk about having the therapist back up a little bit. Um, so one of my strategies, and I kind of apply this overall, not just for EMDR, but it's really, very important when using it for EMDR or any other type of trauma-informed or trauma intervention, not even trauma-informed, but a specific trauma intervention. And that's making sure you really understand the person. So I find that sometimes people will come in, you know, and therapists, I think most of us are guilty about this at some point in our career or another, where uh, a patient might come in and say, hey, I need this thing, I need this shiny therapy. I know my my, my physician recommended it, or my friend uses it and it's gonna work for me, or whatever. And then you just kind of start it, right? And I'm like, whoa, 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 we got to back it up, right? I need to understand your history. I need to understand more about you. I need to know what your resources are, if you have any. I need to know, do you know how to access those resources and activate Mm -hmm. them? And so like Dr. Jahaji said, like if, if it is breathing, I want to see how you breathe. I know it sounds weird. No, but- I love that you asked
0: that. I'll <laughs> yeah. I'll just be like,
1: okay, you know. And I love mm-hmm. that you're like, no, let's do it together. Yeah, let's do it together. The reason mm-hmm. is a lot because you know, so people say breathing doesn't work. Okay, maybe. And let's try, let me see what it looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I might be able to say, oh wow, that's really fast. Right. Mm-hmm. Or that's helpful, mm-hmm. but that's a shallow breath, right? And so that's helpful in the moment when you can't do anything else. And it's like, oh but a deep breath is what's going to calm you and get you back into a safety part of your brain and into your body. And so me seeing that can be helpful or it might actually be more like a hyperventilated breath, which is not helpful at all. It can make you uh, have increased panic and anxiety. Right. And I won't know that just by you telling me, Oh, I took some breaths. I'll have no idea. And I won't be able if to help. Done that. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm so happy you're pointing that out. Mm-hmm. As <laughs> a really good
1: tip to like do it with the person. hmm mm-hmm. Uh, And then again, like realizing, understanding what are the resources that they have and let's walk through some of those and let me make sure that you know when to use them and know how to use them. Uh, Super, super important because with with EMDR, you know, what we're asking the person to do is straddle time, right? Mm -hmm. We are asking them to go back into a memory that was hard and traumatic and difficult in the sheer nature of how memory works and how the mind works, and we've talked about this on this podcast, when you are reliving and, and thinking about an old memory, your body is having the, the same physiological response that it had when you were actually in the live moment, right? So we reprocessing wants you there, right? However, reprocessing also wants you in your present calm body as well, right? you want you in the present. This is the only time we want you in the past and the present simultaneously. And that's part of why we're doing this bilateral uh, stimulation part, which is another, BLS is another part of um, EMDR. Because we want you tapping into the part of the brain that knows that you're safe, that knows that you're, he- that you're healthy, right? We're gonna be mm-hmm. able to tap into that resourced part of yourself while experiencing the, while remembering the scary part. And then through doing that, it's almost like being there for yourself, right? And like Mm -hmm. holding yourself and being safe in yourself, like, okay, I'm here and I can handle this. And then it takes some of that charge away from the traumatic memory, right? And so if I don't know your history, if I don't know uh, enough about how you access resources, if you can access resources, for all I know, instead of going into the present, like we are here now, you disassociate and you go somewhere totally different,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And so the more are re-traumatizing the person. Right, yeah. because mm-hmm. now
1: the the past self is in the trauma without mm-hmm. access to the healing, without access to us. Mm-hmm. And the other part of you is off in your like protective land. So also mm-hmm. not accessing mm-hmm. us. And, and so if we don't know those things and we move too fast, we are re-traumatizing. And so I always tell people that do come to me and say, it didn't work for me, or I had a really bad reaction. I ask them to just tell me a little bit what what their assessment phase was like with their therapist. How soon, how long was that phase, right? Um, Whether it wasn't intensive or not, like, how many questions, would they ask you, you know, Mm -hmm. what resources did you tell them that you had some of those things? And very often, they're just like, what are you talking about?
0: Yeah. Right. Like we just started. I don't know. We just did it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. And that's partially why you were probably partially Mm -hmm. why you were re-traumatized, right? Moved too quickly and your therapist didn't understand you, your needs and what access you had to resources or not.
0: Absolutely. And then I think resources tend to, or at least for me, change over time, too. Because, like, I'll start EMDR with someone, check in with with what they kind of set up as as what they'd like to do in between session. And they'll have other things that they want to add to it or, you know, um, something that they may have picked originally just doesn't, like, fit with this particular trauma. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they might want to do something else. So I don't know about you, but for me, like, things pivot and something that worked for me 10 years ago i might have something different um Mm -hmm. that i like to use now so i I tend to also check in for the in between like you know the phase seven Mm -hmm. where we're kind of closing up the session seeing if there's any questions reviewing like you know if hiking worked for you last time does music work for you this time Mm -hmm. versus assuming that somebody's resources that worked last week
1: will work this week too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly i think that's beautiful uh, and a great acknowledgement that it's okay if a resource is, a resource doesn't work for you all the time, every single time, mm-hmm. right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You need to switch out to something else, which is so important that we know what those are or when it's time to, like, give you more, right? right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we're not asking, I'm not asking to be, like, you know, um, thinking that you don't know your resources but i also don't ever want to assume that um which i have in the past you know like i said but i don't want to assume that what you and i understand to be mindfulness is the same thing you might have a whole other routine around that or understanding around that so checking in is is great yeah yeah
1: absolutely right it's not about um i I think it's okay if people don't know what their resources are
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, and I think it's okay that sometimes people will just tell you what they think that you should know or you should. Right, I want to be the A plus student. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it's okay if you don't know. If you if you're thinking about resources, thinking about your coping skills or strategies, however you want to call it, if you aren't sure, it's also uh, there's Sometimes people will bring up a, a resource that they've identified as a resource, which could be problematic. Right, mm-hmm. and so we kind of talk about. Mm -hmm. replacing it or instilling it with something else or using the memory of it instead of the actual thing. So I think about some things that can be addictive of Mm -hmm. nature, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think all those things are okay. It's just not making any assumptions. I'm not going to assume, like you said, that uh, what your, what your resources are, what they look like or anything. I need your help in telling me and showing me. Um, And we go from there, right? You're here for a reason. So you have some type of faith or trust in me, right? So let me just see what that looks like. And then we'll talk about and navigate um, how beneficial or effective that is for you. And we'll go from there.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think what I've heard from us is kind of the take-homes are really kind of getting in there, laying some foundation and assessing, um, and assessing meaning kind of like you said, What are some of the questions? How are you exploring this? How does it fit for you today? Um, So hopefully you'll
1: give it another try. Mm -hmm. I love that. All right. So as you're thinking about EMDR, remember you can tag us on Instagram at Breaking the Couch. You can tag us in your stories. You can leave messages in the comments. You can actually DM us because we have that avenue open. You can leave us a message on our website, breakingthecouch.com. Fill out the little survey. Tell us. You have new topic ideas, questions, comments, concerns, whatever your heart desires. Let us know. Uh, also, if we ever mention a book, which I think w- would go, the book that goes with this is one we talked about last time or a few times ago. Um, what is it? No Bad Parts by Richard. Oh, yeah, Schwartz. Richard Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that would be a good one to check out if you are more interested about uh, EMDR and how it could help you in your life. That's internal family systems, but it's okay. It still could be helpful. And we talked about different parts within EMDR. Yeah. Yeah. I like where you're going with that. <laughs> uh, and I think that's it, right? Website. Oh, it will put the make sure that the bookshop to know bad parts is also in the show notes. We have a bunch of good books on there. Yes. Check it out. Check it out. Check out our bookshop. All right. Until next time.
0: If you are looking for a therapist for yourself or your child, you can visit our websites, playfullypsych.com or softheartpsychology.com.
1: We appreciate you joining us this week and can't wait till there's another opportunity to jump on the couch with you next week.